0: Hello and welcome to Thriving in Intersectionality, a podcast created to help you learn from professionals in the workplace who have multiple intersectional identities, from ethnic minorities, veterans transitioning into the workforce, individuals with disabilities, parents, and so many more. My name is Lola Adeyemo. I am the CEO of EQI Mindset and the founder of the nonprofit Immigrants Corporate Inc. I work with organizations to build inclusive workplaces. This podcast was built to amplify the voices of leaders and immigrants in the corporate workplace and to give insights and guidance so people can move past their barriers and advance in their professional careers. Through interviews and solo episodes, I'm going to examine this global world of work. I know that you can learn a thing or two from my guests who have a range of experiences and stories to share. Join me as we meet new people who are successfully navigating the corporate space. Hello and welcome to the Thriving in Intersectionality podcast. My guest today is Rosalind Pander and she is an accomplished entrepreneur. Rosalind is a thought leader, a visionary and a change maker who is here to inspire others to do what inspires them so that all of us together can make this world a better place. He lives a life with purpose and optimism, serving mankind and benefiting the world through art, technology, creative design thinking and innovation. She's the CEO and founder of Rosalind Business Group, LLC. She is the CEO of Rosalind IT Services and also the founder of Rosalind Arts Gallery, a well-known global fine artist living in New York. In addition to her stellar efforts in this capacity, she is serving as the CEO of Rosalind Constructions and for her incredible contributions in the community and across the world in the field of art, technology, innovation, and creative design thinking. She's featured in multiple New York publications and global organizations. She's an expert in art, in technology, and in leading oneself to lead others. Enjoy this conversation. excited to have a conversation on today's episode with Rosaline Panda, Rosaline and I met a couple of weeks ago over a book and I got to know she's also an immigrant and doing a lot of amazing things in corporate. And I'm looking forward to diving deep into your background and insights and how my audience can learn from you on how you are thriving in the corporate workplace. So hi Rosaline, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lola, for this uh, warm introduction and a warm welcome. Um, it's my pleasure to be here. Uh, so to start with, I'm a visionary thought leader, change maker. I would say I'm a CEO founder of my company, which is Rosalind Business Group LLC. I have, I'm an artist. I do oil painting and i am the ceo of Rosalind it services constructions Rosalind constructions and also the founder of rover token so yeah
0: <laughs> well nice to meet you Rosaline. thanks for being here so tell us a little bit about your background where were you born and um, where are you based now how did you get here
1: yeah i was originally um i'm originally from india it's a, it's a village called um, Garyamal in uh, the state of Odisha. So uh, if you know the south of India, southeast India, I'm uh, from there. And uh, when I was 24 years old, I believe, like 15 years, more than 15 years back, I came into United States after completing my bachelor's and my studies in India. I came here and um, since then, I just love the place in United States. I have been in multiple cities since then. I also did study in California, Foothill College, uh, computer science background. And after finishing my studies, I moved around in multiple cities like Wisconsin, Boston, um, and uh, Washington, California, and finally, and Pittsburgh, and now finally, I'm in New York, based in New okay. York. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: And we connected in Vegas. So you're still traveling all around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I believe that the world is my stage. I can go anywhere and help people, impact people's lives. Hello. We are the human being. We can roam around and do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love it. So tell us about your experience in corporate America, getting in and how how long, what were you doing?
1: Yeah, so um, after finishing my studies in California, I would say that I was very much interested about uh, getting into the computer science, software uh, development world. And I believe like 15 years, 13, more than 13 years back, when i was getting into choosing this uh, career i was pretty excited i um, thought about helping clients through software development which is which is my passion and i'm pretty uh, much oriented about technology innovation and um, just stay up to date with technology because i believe that technology when it works in the right direction it changes people's lives. It's for betterment of society. So that's why I chose this career where I can uh, be a part of bigger bigger organization. As, as when we start our career, we've become a, a smaller unit, I would say. But as we grow, uh, we definitely uh, uh, contribute significantly into a team. And uh, it's, I would say it's an evolution throughout these these many years. So since last 13, more than 13 years, I have been serving and helping clients in multiple organizations, Fortune 500 clients.
0: And I love it.
1: I love uh, what I'm doing, uh, helping people, everyday clients, uh, working with teams, because I believe in team culture, and uh, coming up with ideas, innovative ideas, or our contributions. Everybody plays a different role, but how, uh, at the end of the day, we create something which is going to be benefiting the world. So that's that's the purpose I go by, and I love what I do.
0: Yeah. And and you get to, you know, the technology kind of combines with your love for people, for teams, too, uh, really nicely, I, I think. Um, because sometimes <laughs> we, we see people having the technology side of it and not the people or the people are not having the tech. I think it's very complementary to have a, a tech uh-huh. skill set uh, and, and a people mindset. Yeah, I believe so, that
1: um, when we work in corporate world, we can connect or work with a team which is totally the opposite side of the world like United, uh, United Kingdom. Uh, some of my teams work in UK, India, um, anywhere, you know, doesn't matter, United States, any state they work in. And despite having that time difference, still we managed to contribute to the team and everybody plays their specific right. significant role. So definitely you are right, Lola, in that yeah. case. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So let me ask you from your, from your background, from your experience. Uh, we talk about barriers a lot, right? As immigrants in corporate America, and um, what are some stories of how you have overcome some of the barriers that you had um, in the workplace? Do you have any stories you want to share from that, or uh, some of the way you brought your skill set from back home? Um, because if we think about our culture, especially because you grew up in a different country the first uh, couple of decades of your life uh, before coming here, what are some of the ways that you see your upbringing has helped you incorporate America?
1: Um, I would say that um, leading yourself first as a human being, uh, when you have a, that's a really wonderful virtue as what I got from my family, my foundation, how my uh, parents have brought me up what values they have given me. First thing they have taught me is adaptability. Mm -hmm. Like they have told me, Rosalind, wherever country you go, you start eating that country's fruit. (laughs) So that's a wonderful saying. The story behind it is, if you go to a country and you feel like it's your home, and even if you go for a few days or so, but you... mm, if you adapt to the culture adapt to the good things about that country the fruit in the sense the small elements the food the the people that you embrace from your heart and you then what it happens is you don't feel feel like a fish out of water you will feel as if the world is your stage and your home and wherever you are it's your home. You, you make it your own. So you never feel, you don't see the barrier. Instead, you see abundance. You don't feel the segregation or separation between people uh, because we, at the end of the day, we all are human and humanity is the only religion that we believe in. Because if religion is separating us, Uh, from each other, then it's not for the betterment. Rather, the religion, which is humanity, it all connects us together as one. It unifies us. So that's the spirit, that's the foundation what my parents gave into myself, which always helps me and always makes me see the good things in people, rather being intimidated or being disappointed or discouraged i feel as if that is just a small part of your life's journey right if you want to try to go up into the ladder of life then definitely these small things will come to shape you up so my dad made me ready before even i come my parents my i would say my parents what they have given me uh society Uh, community they play a different role because they don't know actually what our vision is where where we are gonna be right but parents play the biggest role in this in our life so that's what my foundation is that adaptability embrace the culture with your heart what is the good thing about that specific culture or specific uh, community and always try to serve the community, see the big picture and serve the humanity through no matter what your actions are. So it's all you always focus on that. So that's, that's what ingrained in me and it helps me totally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, this is a very good advice um, that I think anyone, not just immigrants, anyone in the workplace can could use those and, and build on it to thrive in the workplace. So um, do you have any resources, or first, when you moved, did you know anybody here? And then do you have any resources that you, you have leveraged that has helped you in the last couple of years um, as you have built your career, as you have advanced, and you know, gotten to into point where you are leading your own company? Do you have resources to share that you can recommend?
1: Um, I would say that when I landed in the US, I didn't know anybody. It was totally a foreign country for me, for sure. But when I, I remember when I, I was flying in, there was so much uncertainty, unknown, because I was just 24 years old and I was thinking, okay, where am I going? How it's going to be? <laughs> there was a visualization, but it was not solid or concrete. But I was not afraid. I, was, I knew that with determination and courage, we can achieve anything, we can surpass any any situation. So I was coming with a positive heart. I didn't know anybody here, uh, but soon sooner I just started uh, doing my studies in the college that I was in California. What happened is in that college, I would say that people from every culture, they come in. The teachers, they were the professors, They were, some teachers were extremely nice. They were coming from different culture as well. They never made you feel like as if you are coming from some other country. Rather, they know what makes a community, what makes a uh, college, and they were very respectful. And I, I got wonderful encouragement from the professors as well, which I would say that I never felt as if I'm in a different country altogether. And my friends were very nice. They were, some of my friends were from Brazil, from Mongolia, from India, from here, from Fiji, South Africa, you name it, any country. But uh, what I would say is from my childhood itself, I have that habit when I was going to, during my schooling as well, I was going uh, into different, different states because I was representing my district, my school in a common sports meetup or a camp where we stay for seven days um, and uh, work things together, learn things together. We uh, do like compose songs. We perform on the stage. We do debates, speech, essay, writing and we also play together so since then i have that uh, way of um gelling up with others like making friends i would say like i i see that oh you are my friend yes i just first i go with the friendship because we all are actually friends uh, some might be <laughs> get wrong but <laughs> that bad experience we don't count because that is um, a dime in a dozen right one in a while once in a while but uh, so I, I'm used to that uh, uh, culture. I used to. I'm used to that habit of making friends and uh, working together as a team and coming up with something and unified with a on a unified vision. That's why it's really helped me in my schooling as well. And I was always optimistic. I I was always optimistic that and fully determined when I think about doing something, I make it happen. It might take two years, five years, 10 years, but I try to see the vision and then walk towards it without any pessimism or discouragement, but fully optimistic attitude. So I would say the resources that I, it, I used uh, throughout my journey is my own zeal, And the teachers, the professors, encouragement, friends, really, they were very, very helpful. Sometimes Uh, uh, being a stranger in a foreign country, you feel as if, oh, where am I going to get the help? Because in personal life, you get into many situations, you need friends' help once in a while. And that time, my friends from Mongolia, Brazil, they embraced me in such a way. They, They helped me in such manner that I cannot forget their like what they did for that short period of time, or they're still my friends. Uh, One of my friends came into New York for three days while my art exhibition was happening in uh, Manhattan. So that's how you build that strong relationship. Those resources are all I would say around the humanity, around what values and foundations we bring in, in our heart and resources in the sense, as you stay in a place, you learn about that specific place. Um, when you have, you are open to learning, then just things sink in in your brain, and you feel like it's my home. I am getting used to it. You know that feeling is very nice, and that's my resource. I always went with.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you. So I wanted to ask: Did you walk uh, back in India before you moved at all?
1: No, I did not work in India.
0: Yes okay Now I was going I was just going to see if you have some perspective on you know was there any differences, similarities um, in the corporate world. I
1: worked in India in the sense not in corporate world but in different okay. Uh, okay. Uh, sectors uh, but what I would say that um, the corporate world I get into that was totally different for new, new for me uh when i get into here um um yeah so no i didn't work in india at all i love it in I that corporate it. world yeah
0: so um what are some of the i guess what are some of the challenges or not so fun part of working in corporate america that you are still <laughs> or oh, that took you a minute um some of the areas i well i'll, I'll talk about the, the the book the other book you were reading but i just wrote a book about immigrants in corporate and some of the uh the themes that emerged for some of the women is around communication communication barriers mm-hmm. um uh, leadership uh team building or maybe even recognizing toxic workplaces right um mm-hmm. do you have if you think about your work experience and and you being an immigrant, do you have some challenges that you had to navigate because of all of your intersections?
1: Um, challenges we face as human being uh, in every field that we go in, it's mm-hmm. not always welcoming where we go, but uh, things are changing uh, these days. But I would say that in, initially when I was getting into the corporations, um, due to less experience, when we're starting out, initial phases, we have less experience. We we are in the very much in learning stage because every uh, job, every uh, role is a new experience when you're getting into new team of people. There are uncertainty and uh, unknown factors that definitely like impacts our uh, mental state. Uh, But always I thought that um, I have seen this in life. So I always think about staying calm, composed when things are not going well. uh, Because sometimes you cannot control everything as an external factor. But what we can control is our mind, our inside, what's happening inside, right? As long as it's calm, composed, and it knows that it has to go through that um, learning phase. For example, a person is learning to swim. So before the hands, the muscle memory, the ease in the swimming he gets, uh, you will be struggling, right? You will struggle to try to, your legs, your hand postures are not gonna go right, and your mind is going to be thinking how to to get, get through it, right? So it's, it's the same in our real life as well. When we go through real time experiences, our mind uh, our mind tells us a lot. But as long as we can cope up with that, have a balance when things go, don't go wrong, but we uh, don't go right as we expected. Because sometimes what happens in real life or in the job or situation, it happens for betterment, better. Because that's what I see so far, that it might not look like a good decision that time or a good experience that time, but it's a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. So I always take that as a lesson that there is something, there is something to learn from here. What is that? Instead of accusing people, instead of blaming other team members, yeah, some, some atmosphere, some environments are not really like leadership-oriented or not really well-built, well-cultured, well-encouraged. En- uh, but s- some experiences are there to, uh, to learn from and which shapes us and makes us more uh, resilient and more determined even, you know? It's like uh, you have to take a step back to bring up a momentum in your life so i take that <laughs> as if you're on the trampoline you're going very down right bottom of the <laughs> trampoline but you are going to jump even higher so uh, that's that's how i see life is um, even if challenging situations were there where the culture they're not very encouraging or um, for example in many organizations they hire people or they build a team but they have a very bad competition. in, be- Like they make everybody compete with each other to survive. Where it, it's not very fun. I have seen that a lot of people express their stress level they are going through. Um, but in my earlier life, uh, while I was in school, college, I have seen so much competition. And I have been in the part of it where I have excelled through it. So I don't, it doesn't matter to me much and I don't care who is competing or not. I just think about, am I contributing to the team? Am I doing my best or not? That's all I see. And I do not judge myself or do not judge others. I rather let everybody go together. Doesn't matter that if the other person is not able to contribute or I am not able to contribute at that specific point, exactly the same how everybody like it's expected right because mm-hmm. some days are bad some days are good we are in a happy mode and we are totally focused to do something but we are not robots so we are human being we can get sick we can have personal problems we might a lot of issue maybe a lot of issues are happening where we stay like apartment internet issues happening or um something is you know sometimes i had fire alarm there was fire going on outside so many things happen in real life so but it's it's the way of life like without being disbalanced or stressed out if we think as if we're human being and just take calm, composed and we will get through this so that's how i (laughs) take it yeah
0: yeah well thank you thank you for saying that um thank you for coming to share your your thoughts your expertise uh, I think um, as immigrants sometimes we forget that you know we deserve to be in that space as well so in the workplace um, there's some work to be done on our side there is work to be done on the organization side to build inclusion for everybody but there's also work to be doing to be done on our side and, and speaking to ourselves and being encouraged and motivated to to um, mm-hmm. Think through to walk through some of these things. You know, it's just the growing, the growing pains of getting, uh, getting integrated into a new place might involve um, some stressors, and learning to walk through it. It's not going to last forever. Um, of course, or not in a toxic environment. There are certain cultures, um, certain organizations, and and we know that that it's just toxic is just never going to fit you. Then knowing when to move on, right? Knowing that we deserve to be in spaces where uh, we fit in, where well, not fitting, in spaces where we are aligned with the values and where things mm-hmm. are uh, definitely, you know, for in our best interest. So anyway, Rosaline, thank you so much for for sharing. Thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for uh, the impact you're making. Um, before we, before I ask you the last question that I ask all my guests, which is around food, is there anything else you want to share? So you're thinking about an audience of immigrants who are in the corporate workplace, or international students who are going to come into, who want to come into corporate uh, workplace, not just in America, right? Different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any insights, any final thoughts you want to share on? Um, just from your stories, from your personal experiences uh, with them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The one thing I would say that might help a lot of people that when we think that we are immigrants or when we think I'm different, when we think I'm coming from a different uh, country, then the world will treat you as as such. So it's better to always think as if We are all human beings. It's about one person is going to a different country and it's the same, there is nothing different. When we think from that perspective, when we change our perspective to be already included, then there is a less fight. Because when, you know, it's a human psychology that we have to understand. When we segregate ourselves, we make ourselves as victim then the other person or the society also sees you as a victim instead of encouraging they see you as we don't know what to do with you because you are coming from a different country so in that in that case i would say the the perspective has to be changed when we change the perspective. and the, when you said toxic environment right and i would add a little bit to that we are human being if something is very toxic and it's it's totally out of our control should change job, should change the environment, get out of it, you know? Because a human being, we can emit the best energy into the world when we are flourishing, right? Mm -hmm. When it's like a candle, if it is burning, nice, then only it can give light to others. When the candle is not burning, it's just like getting uh, put off, then how, how can it give light? So, and it's it's not the community or the uh, external factors responsibility always to do so because it's, of course, the environment has to be that way. But sometimes it's more about what we can do to ourselves instead of complaining or thinking that this environment is not, not for me, then move out because we are not trees that we are it one place if i as a tree if i am ingrained in one soil i cannot move trees cannot move by themselves but human beings can move they can restart their life they can transform their life they can they can uh, you know they can evolve through memories right. they can evolve through experiences that's why uh, if there is a chance and you, you can some some, somebody can change their toxic environment to they know that what is right for them, which environment they should at least try. Because risk, I know that that comes with a risk, but it's not always a risk. As I said, it's the, sometimes the decisions are better for a human being. So that's how I have learned from my life that it looks like, oh, I don't know. It's unknown to be because it's human nature we fear about that situation but we we make that leap or switch then life changes because not every pond is same for a fish to be to be dead you know uh, not every forest is not to nurture a tree so it's, so it's it's same for the environment for the person as well that we can change our environment when things are not under our, our control I would say that. Yeah. It's human mindset. Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's a good reminder. There's, there are times where because we're immigrants, because you are in a space where you feel very different, sometimes you forget the choices that you have, that you Mm -hmm. are able to make. You don't even think about the choices. You know, there are times when of course uh, not everybody is that privileged, but there are times when we actually have that choice To make Mm. a decision but because we have not even programmed our mindsets to think like that uh, we miss the opportunity to make to take action so thank you for that reminder rosaline i i think that's uh that's an an important point to remember all right so (laughs) i'm going to ask you the food question now (laughs) so i like i like to end uh by asking my guests about food from their country So if you were to share a food or a snack or fruit or something from your home country with your co-workers, what will it be and why did you pick that food?
1: (laughs) That's definitely a tough question because I'm a non-vegetarian person and I love uh, goat curry. Goat curry in India is Why is it difficult? I love goat curry. (laughs) love it It's just one of a kind if it is cooked nice tender juicy and well cooked with a really nice gravy and oh wow you just it just devour the food so yeah if somebody is a food lover and they like goat curry and they can go to an authentic restaurant or they can even make it right. the way it should be made and they will love it it's unforgettable so it's that's my like favorite it. thing yeah.
0: If I get to go to India, that will be one of the foods that I'm definitely going to try. Because I like good curry (laughs) here. (laughs) And I can bet it's way better over there.
1: Of course, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Rosaline. Thank you so much for, for coming to chat with me. Thank you for the work you're doing. And I hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you so much, Lola. It was so amazing talking to you.
0: Thank you for joining me, Lola Adeemo, for these important conversations about the global world of work. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share our weekly episodes with your communities and co-workers. For more resources and upcoming events, visit our website www.thrivinginintersectionality.com and join our LinkedIn group, Thriving in Intersectionality. Additional links and resources are listed in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.